0: This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan, uh, maybe it's frosty morning where you are, getting down on the late fall here. And uh, yeah, I, I'm always, I love that time of the year and uh, so maybe that's where it is. You let me know. Would you do that? Call me up and tell me what kind of weather you're having at your house up there in, in Nova Scotia or over there in uh, uh, Huntington, West Virginia or Norfolk, Virginia. You some of those places where it's cool? I was talking to a friend of mine up in Tennessee last week, and he said, cool up there already, Pastor, and uh, I love the cold weather. I was born in November, so folks say you usually like the weather that you was born in, and uh I know we was in an old country house. It was so cold, I think we probably froze half to death, but we made it. The Lord had his hand on us all of those days, and we're bringing you these studies now on blood uh, in the Old Testament, and for the last few Sundays, few services, we've been speaking about the mercy seat, uh, giving you what the Lord says about the mercy seat, and in our last study, we were honing in there on uh, that, that Christ is at the right hand of God, interceding for you and for me and we saw there uh old david said don't you like to read david's writing in psalms 56 he said what time i'm afraid i will trust thee I'm, i mentioned that that i have a plaque on my wall what time i'm afraid i will trust in thee along with the other plaque i have that uh, certainly i'll be with thee believer isn't it marvelous to know the lord Isn't it grace upon grace to know that we have such a Savior, such a Redeemer at the right hand of God, who liveth to make intercessions for us, who is concerned with all of our problems, our trials, our heartaches, our joys, our sorrows, and our needs? Do you ever just think about that, my friend, that our Lord is concerned of those things? Have you read the the New Testaments uh, about our Lord, how He was compassionate? About those people, Peter's wife lay sick with a great fever. He went in there and touched her, and she raised up, got up, and waited on him, brought him some supper. And uh, the Lord was compassion, compassionate towards those folks, and uh, He's still that way, my friend. In His in His high calling, omnipotency, uh, all power is vested in Him, and He's still compassionate, my friend. I think I think we just need to to hone in on that to make sure that you understand that we're not talking about some abstract person way off out there that you can't under, can't know and can't feel and can't can't see the the privileges of knowing the Lord, my friend. Oh, but listen, isn't it grace to live uh, to to, to uh, knowing that He's at the right hand of God? We can come to Him. Listen, listen. Do you know how I come? Empty-handed. Oh, my friend, empty-handed. Empty-handed. I come there confessing my sins, confessing my weaknesses. You you say, Trailblazer, you confess your sins to the Lord? Yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. That's who I... I don't come to earthly priests, and I don't want to hear your sins. I don't want you confessing to me. I wouldn't be one of those fellers that listen to that confession. I wouldn't be one of them for nothing in this world to hear all of the garbage that goes on there, my friend. We have one one intercessor, and that's Christ. He lives and breathes and and, and is there for us, my friend. Listen, I come there confessing all of my sins. I can I come there confessing that I'm not I'm not uh, equipped to bring this broadcast. I tell him, Lord, I'm not get somebody else lord call somebody else if it if it, lord i'm i'm not able i'm not able to say i mess up things i butcher the king's english and i misquote the scriptures sometime and i do i do my friend and i'm i'm just not able i, I don't have any sense i don't have any what you call so called education and all those things that people can can do and line up the scriptures and i, I can't do all of that I can't. All I can tell you is how the Lord saves a sinner. And that is bring us down by the power of the Holy Spirit to see ourselves, give us a cry after mercy, mercy, Lord, mercy. Every, every, every individual whom I've ever known that I believe knew the Lord is able to tell that they come to the Lord seeking mercy, seeking mercy. I brought a message the other night on the mercy of God. Oh, the mercies of God. What a theme for my soul. How could I ever number them over? I can't number them, my friend. I can't. I come there empty-handed, confessing my sins. I go away filled, according to Psalms 81. I go away with every need supplied, no matter what the nature of the need is. I often tell you, you know, the old country boys, uh, we have a uh, country's Country people are just a little different from the highfalutin folk. But I go out on the back porch at night. In the cool of the evening, before it gets dark, maybe, and I can sit there in my old high back rocker. Tomcat come get up on my lap, and and just tell the Lord, Lord, what a mess I am, what a what a what a failure I am, what a tragedy it's been. I I've I, I just can't I just can't uh, I just can't do what you what I'd like to do. I can't. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the tools. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the vocabulary to expound the riches of God's grace. I just don't have it, my friend. I don't. I wish I did. But I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do. And I thank the Lord for what little sense he's given me. You know, the Lord knows all about us. Oh, my friend, listen. Oh, listen. The Lord knows our every need. And uh, that's what Christ crucified, buried, risen, and exalted at the right hand of God means to this poor old sinner saved by grace. Does he mean that to you? I've been failing to ask you anything, but can you do that? Can you say, thank you, Lord, for dying for me? Just dying for me. Do you ever go in the bathroom and look in the mirror and say, thank you, Lord, for dying for me? Thank you, Lord, for giving me a a sweet wife and children. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this, this house where we reside. It belongs to thee, Lord, and may we dedicate it unto thee. And you old truckers out there on the highway, some of you have uh, called me once in a while, write me. I I wish you'd sit down and write me or call me and uh, help me with the broadcast. Some of you out there hauling that old hazmat material and dangerous job, and I pray for you all the time. But do you thank the Lord? Do you ever thank the Lord for, for saving you? When you leave home in the morning, go down there to the terminal and pick up that old rig, do you say, Lord, uh, May may your protecting hand go before me. Do you do that? I see so many of you turned over on the side of the road in this area here on I-12. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. I know it's a dangerous job, but you can ask the Lord for protection. Do you do that? The old Trailblazer prays for you, but you pray for yourself and then pray for me. And pray that you get back home tonight with a with a with a with a empty load, empty trailer, or a full load, whatever it is. But my friend, let's let's just be, let's just make sense. Let's just be like it is. We we we're this life is not a, a bowl of cherries, a bowl of roses, no sir. But listen, listen, ah, uh, that's what the mercy seat means. There in the moment that we can't come there. I wish in connection with this thought. You'd read there in Romans eight thirty one thirty four. You know what it is already. And then in the Leviticus we read it a day or two ago, seventeen eleven, it's the blood that making an atonement for the soul. In Exodus twenty five we read uh, there I will meet thee and will commune with thee from above the mercy seat. My friend, may I turn this message towards you now? And by the Spirit of the living God, could I lead you there to the mercy seat? Let me sit down by your side. Talk with you about your soul's condition. Let me open the conversation with you in the form of a question. Have you ever felt your need of salvation? Have you ever seen yourself in need? Have you ever bowed your head and said, I wish I could be saved. I wish I knew the Christ that the prayer blazer speaks about. Then... Ah, uh, friend, have you ever sought salvation in Christ as one who must obtain it or perish or go to hell? Have you laid aside everything else? I must be saved. I've got to know Christ. Nothing else matters. Have you ever had those conversations, my friend? If so, then let me talk to you to you just a little. You know, when once you feel that burden of sin and the wrath of God abiding upon your soul... And and you find that you've spent your whole life without the Lord, then you can begin to cry. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? And let me tell you something. The cry of an awakened sinner, "O oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner." It finds God in the very attitude of grace, and then you're ready to be pointed to the mercy seat. We're not talking about. Walking down the aisle, shaking the preacher's hand, oh, none of those things. Making a decision for Jesus, that's not salvation, my friend. Turning over a new leaf, that's not salvation. Quit drinking, quit beating your wife, that's not salvation. Salvation is coming to know the Lord in the forgiveness of sin. To know that you're forgiven. We're sinners by nature, my friend. we I can't, the old tribulator cannot even describe the sinfulness of man. The sinful heart. How did it's wretched and blind and poor and miserable and and corrupt and blasphemous? I can't describe that. But the Lord is able to forgive. I'll have folks tell me a little bit about their life, what kind of life they've lived, and say, Pastor, can the Lord save an individual like that? Yes, sir. You remember the story of the woman taken in adultery? One of the most heinous crimes and sins it ever was. This bunch of devils brought this poor lady to the Lord stripped naked and they said Me, we caught this lady in the very act oh what what gall they had my friend and the bible the law says stoner what do you say what do you say and you know that story the lord looked down and wrote on the ground and those folks began to slip out pastor Shelton used to say there was a hundred of them and they was all baptist preachers and they all went out like an egg-sucking dog you ever seen an egg-sucking dog Round the farm back there when I was a kid, dog would get in the hen house and eat all the eggs. And when you'd catch him, he'd go off, put his tail between his legs and go sulking off. He knew, he knew he'd been doing things. He didn't have no business doing. But those fellows sneaked out of that tabernacle, out of that chapel. And the Lord looked up and he said, Where are thine accusers? Hath no man accused thee? She said, No man. He had told him, said, Let the person without sin cast the first stone. She said, no man, Lord. He said, neither do I condemn thee. Oh, my friend, what the most gracious words that an individual can ever hear is the Lord to say, go and sin no more. Neither do I condemn thee. The Lord didn't come to c- condemn sinners, my friend. The Lord came to save sinners. He said, I came not to to save the righteous. Are you trying to build a self-righteousness that the Lord will accept? He won't do it. He won't have your righteousness, not not at all. He's looking for sinners, looking for sinners. Oh, my friend, and, and, and not many today, are they? Folks are so uh, proud. And pr- proud of what? Proud that you're a sinner? But you can come there to the Lord confessing, confess that sin, not just one sin, the fact that you're a sinner, uh, filled, full of sin, and laying in the hog pen, watering in the, laying in the gutter, Maybe drunk all night, laying in your own vomit. The Lord comes there and shows you yourself. Confess it, my friend. Look to him. Would you do that? The old trailblazer would love to hear from you. Write me and let me know that if the messages mean anything to you. If you appreciate this little old broadcast. And then help me with it if you can. Pray for me. Just ask the Lord every day. Would you do that every day this coming week? Ask the Lord for the old trailblazer. Remember, uh... We're here every day, Monday through Friday. And then uh, our website, radiomissions.org. And then I'll give you my mailing address. It's, it's the Old Trailblazer. That's simple, isn't it? The Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number here, I have time to give it to you. Air code 225 You call me every morning. I'm always here early in the morning. And if I miss you, I'll call you back. Goodbye and God bless you.